what is going on with my life? He's trying to figure out his own like set of rules. Craig, <laughs> I don't think we did what he wanted us to do. Bardic mystery tour. Friends, they're solving crimes, they're traveling in a party. They're writing songs, we don't have time, so come on, let's get started. Bardic Mystery Tour is a 5th edition D&D actual play about a rock and roll band who solves mysteries while they're out on tour. I'm Ed, and I'll be your DM. I'm Emily, I'm playing Flo Calhoun. If you don't know who that is, she's a wood elf and a bard. She's the lead singer of the band Antler Mayhem. She plays the cello. She generally tries to help people, and she's wearing an antler crown and bracers of archery. Hi, I'm Brayton. I'm playing Sammy Stoneslinger. Sammy Stoneslinger is a gnomish bard who plays the drums in the band Antler Mayhem. And I just read on my character sheet that I have a novelty straitjacket that I don't remember where I got it from. Sammy is the best bard of the bunch, and that's the, all I have to say about that. Hi, I'm Grumbledor, and I'm feeling old as shit. After we, uh, we did bad in the quiz show. Last time on Bardic Mystery Tour, the gang continued to search for Fluffy, the missing stuffed bunny. While searching, they accidentally turned Sammy into an action figure with a magical key that Zeta had. When they attempted to use the key on the Zill in the box, she turned into a real Zill and kidnapped Zeta. Now the gang is in real trouble. We join them as they continue figuring out how this magical key works. This is Bardic Mystery Tour. I don't know, dude. What do you want to do? I think we need to leave this house and go find someone who knows more about the ethereal plane. Let's find Dirk and get out of this town. <laughs> we'll bring our action figure friend. There's with only us. one episode left in the season. We can make it without Sammy. Yeah. Okay, so she said that that key doesn't work for adults. It only works for kids. So I take that key and I stick it in the closet door and I turn the key and I open the closet. Like I lock it and I unlock and I open it. What? Anything changed? With nothing in it? Nothing in it. Yeah, nothing's changed. Okay, instead of nothing in it, I take off my T-Rex tooth necklace and I put that in there. And I close the door of the closet and I lock it and I unlock it. All right, and you open it. And there's the T-Rex tooth necklace on the ground. All right, I pick it back up and put it on. You want to try some more of these toys? If it doesn't work for kids, let's try the toys, I guess. All right. Um, I'm going to start with the tea set. I put the tea set in and see if it turns into, like, adult tea set. But are you careful not to spill the milk? I don't fucking care about the milk. Fucking spilled milk. I hope no one cries right. over it. Well, Sandy, the action figure is crying. I'm going to take the tea set and put it in the closet and lock it and unlock it and open the door. All right. The tea set's on the ground. Same size as normal. Yeah. Is the milk spoiled? No. All right. Take the tea set out. Okay. Which toy would you like to fight if it becomes... A- a real toy, like a real thing. We've got Zeka, the ragdoll Medusa, who will turn us to stone immediately. Hell no. Or Zera. Zera, the plastic Tarasque. That likes to eat people. And Hector's gone. Hector's gone. Yeah. Wait, do you know what a Tarasque is? No. It's like a dinosaur, isn't it? it uh, it's kind of like a dinosaur, but way more powerful. Yeah, imagine it a like dinosaur the size of a mountain. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Let's go find different toys. Yeah, okay. We go out in search of the house for oh, different Oh, there are those toys. boxes. Yeah, we, we said we looked through those boxes and you didn't tell us what was in them. Do you want me to describe every freaking toy she yeah, has? We, well, let's just like, we want grab to look for a like random fluffy, toy. Like something that's like not murder toy. Our rabbit's probably in one of these boxes, too. Let's look. Yeah. Fluffy was in the fucking closet the whole time. All right, you find another stuffed animal. It's a armadillo. All right. Try it in the trunk. I'll try it this time. All right. I put it in the trunk. Okay. I do the key thing. Okay. I open the trunk. Okay. It's gone. It's gone. Mm. Well, it works for me. Flo, you want to get in the? You want to get in the trunk? <laughs> you want? You want to be alone in this world and send me off to the ethereal plane with Sammy and Zelda and Zelda with Zelda an X. <laughs> oh, Zelda would be a real good name. Yeah, that's fresh. 
Oh, guess what that armadillo's name is. <laughs> <laughs> what if we just lock ourselves in this room? Okay. The whole planet goes to the ethereal place. That's what I'm wondering. All right, try it. I've already been thinking about this. It's got to take the smaller side of the boundary, right? Let's find out. What was that? There's that movie where that house floats I'm through so space. I'm scared. Mystery Science Theory 3000? Hellraiser. No, it's like a kid's movie, and I think the name starts yeah, with an X. It starts with an X. <laughs> I think it's Beetlejuice. I mean, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Oh, oh, is it the sequel to Jumanji? It's kind of like that. I think it has to do with a board game. Z- yeah, yeah, yeah. Zumanji? Uh, you, you guys tell Ed what you're doing, and I'll tell you the name of that title okay, in a second. Close the door, lock it with the key, unlock it. Okay. Open it. Um, the house looks normal. We go looking for the maid. Okay, you find the maid, and she goes, How's it going, guys? We're having a fine time. How are you? I'm great. How's Zeta treating you guys? She's fine. Dead. What? what? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. She's not dead. Uh, got a question for you. Okay. Have you ever seen this key before? And I hold it up. No. Okay. Why? What is it? A key. Come, we for have what? something to show you. <laughs> Okay. Follow us. All right, I have to pee. The movie you're thinking of is called Zathura. See, a another space X. adventure. It's, it's another X. But it's spelled with a Z. Damn it. But it is, it's the sequel to Jumanji. Okay. All right, so you guys take the maid to the playroom. I tell the maid through deception. Good luck. Well, the natural one. Ooh. I don't know. What's your deception? Hear me out. Oh, uh, I'm 13. Okay. What do you tell her? I say, Brianna, you're the most beautiful creature that I've ever seen. And I'd like to know if you want to join me in the closet for a quick smooch. And I open the closet door and gesture in with my most extravagant movements. She's like, thanks for the compliment, but I don't want to kiss you in the closet. Will you just go in the closet then? I won't join you. Why do you want me to go to the I closet? I grab her and throw her in the closet and slam the door. <laughs> what check is this? Strength. A nine. All right. She wriggles free and she goes, why are you trying to throw me in the closet? It's an experiment. No. Okay. Flo, you might need to handle this. Um, We're fine, uh, but we'll come back for you later and ask you some more questions. Is that a threat? <laughs> nope. What if we use the maid to send us to the ethereal realm? Oh, we can use maid. Why didn't you tell her there was a mess in the closet? There's a mess on the closet. I need you to clean it up. I sing her a song about it. I was too embarrassed to tell you what was really going on. And Grunwald Door is kind of a liar. I can see in the closet. I throw a potted plant in. See, mess. Where'd you get a potted plant? Uh, I found it uh, downstairs. She can't help herself but to go in and clean it up. That's not how being a maid works. All right, we're good, we're good. Throw some gold in there. She have you seen that. Brian in a while? No, have you looked in the kitchen? No. You know what? Could you go check for him? Could you check in the closet for Brian? <laughs> I think he's Could you check in the kitchen in for Brian? All right, I'll go look for Brian. Okay. What do you want me to? What do you want him for? I'm hungry. I'd like him to bring me some. I think soup. he's making dinner. Yeah, well, tell him. Hurry up. All right, I'll go tell Brian. The babysitter wants him to hurry up. Okay. All right. And we close the door behind her, and we stick the key in that door, and we turn the key and lock it, and unlock it, and open the door. Is she an action the figure? Playroom door. Yeah. So you, <laughs> as soon as she leaves, you close the door and you lock it. You unlock it and you open it. Yeah. All right. You see her down the hallway walking away. Is she looking back? She looks back when you open it and just kind of shakes her head at you. All right. It closes the door again. She's pretty wormy. I think we both have to force her into the closet if we're going to do it through force. Yeah. Let's try this first, though. I pick up Zekka, the ragdoll Medusa who likes crafts. Yeah. Uh, let's cut and off I, its head. I like rip off her head. And we're gonna. I take a pillowcase and I throw the head in a pillowcase and I tie it shut. Okay. Okay. Are we good? Yeah. All right. Then we put those two pieces in the treasure chest, close it, put the key in, go on the other side of it. You go on the other side. Oh, I go on the other side of it. 
And I'm going to go on the ready. front side with Don't the key. Look at her. And I'm going to close my eyes. And I guess, wait, did we did the key thing? It's in there. Are you going to turn it and unturn it? Yes, I do that. Now I open it. You locked it and unlocked it and yeah. opened it? Does a Medusa pop out? Um, no. The uh, bottom half of the toy of the ragdoll is still in the chest. But the head in the pillowcase is gone. Mm. What? The snakes were real, but the rest wasn't. So, okay. Things that disappeared. Gonzo. Town guard. The top half of the Medusa. Just the head, not even half. The Zill came back to life and disappeared on its own, like of its own volition. Yeah, but the Zill was behind it also. That can probably make sense. What else disappeared? Sammy. No, Sammy's here. Sammy's oh, an yeah. action figure. He's just I hanging guess. out. The armadillo. The armadillo disappeared. Named Zelda. Yeah. With an Things X. that start with Z. Like Sammy Stone. No, Sammy. Hector disappeared and Sammy didn't. Hector, oh, starts, Hector starts with a starts Z. With an, X. Uh, an X, yeah. Zelda starts with an X also. Zeka. From now on, I want you guys to call me Zammy Zones. It's Zammy. the Xbox. Oh my God. Throw the Xbox in there? No, it is the Xbox. Oh. The chest is. Things that start with X. Did that treasure map have an X on it? It does weigh about as much as the original Xbox. Does that treasure map have an X on it? Yeah. I look at it. I inspect it further. What do I see? Right, there are a bunch of islands, and there's like a coast, and there's like a dotted line that goes from somewhere on the coast around all through the ocean and lands on an island, and there's a big X there. I think we have to go to this island. I think we have to put that in the box because it'll disappear because it has an X on it. We No, no, no. We might need it. Maybe we have to go in the box or the closet, and maybe we'll go to the island if we transport ourselves. Is that your plan? And maybe if we take Sammy's little action figure with us, he'll be real on the other side. I don't know. I think we need to try the Zara, the the (laughs) Tarask. Jesus Christ. No. (laughs) Yeah, like rip off a leg, throw the leg in, see what happens to the leg. Both of its little T-Rex arms or whatever it's got. You got to rip all of the shit off. Just throw one leg in. No, just, just, oh. I want to clarify something about a Tarasque. It doesn't have little T-Rex arms. It has giant T-Rex arms. Yeah. Well, yeah, just like giant arms. Like the okay, like Dwayne Rock Johnson. The arms. kind that knocked down buildings. And yeah, stuff. like it's Godzilla. Oh, Rampage. Okay. Yes. Think like Rampage, but maybe even bigger than that. Way, way bigger than that. Way it's bigger, bigger than, than like it's, it's like, bigger than Godzilla. It's like three story tall. It's, no, no, it's no, like no. it's like mountain forty sized. stories tall. Oh, yes. Well, that'd be really cool to unleash. I mean, we unleash it here. If we hate this fucking city, we could do that. Yeah, let's do it. They already hate us because we unleashed a a vampire. What else is going to take out the vampire? I don't know. Something bigger and badder. A Tarasque would beat a vampire. We should unleash this Tarasque onto the world. Well, I'm not there to make any judgment calls. I just wanted to make sure you knew what it was. Are they in this world or are they only from other? They're like pseudo legendary. So. There might be one lurking somewhere. Like, it might be a mountain, and no one notices it. Yeah. Like, there could be, like, a dozen cities on a Tarrasque somewhere. So that island could have a Tarrasque in the it middle could of just it. Be that a island Tarrasque. could be a Tarrasque. It could be a Tarrasque, yeah. I go downstairs and look for the books for the library. Is there a library in this house? Yeah. Is there, like, a whole set of books that start with A through Z? Like, um, an encyclopedia set? Almost all the books start with one of the letters between A and Z. <laughs> yeah. Only a, only a handful start with numbers. Is there an encyclopedia? Yeah. Yes. I go get the X encyclopedia. Okay. Grab a, a grab the G. All right. For Grungo? Yeah. Oh, and I grab the F and the S to see what happens to those. All right. We put those all in the chest. All four of those books in the chest. Put the key in. Turn it. Okay. Unturn it. Okay. Open it. They're all still in there. All right. It's not the letter X. Maybe it's because it's multiple authors who have all different. Let's go find an author. Oh, yeah. Did you say Arthur's? Arthur's, yes. Let's go find some. Let's get the Xanth books. Do they have the Xanth books? No, that's the title. We we need an author. Oh, yeah. oh, Eddard Xavier. Are there any books by him in the library? No. Any flyers? There's a wait. There's a book called like uh, 
why I should have won the election. By Edward Xavier. By Sir Edward Xavier. All right, we take that, put it in the box. Grab a couple other ones. Oh, yeah. Just in case. By people whose names aren't Xavier. Okay. Put that in the box. Turn the key, open it up. Okay. They're still there. I think we need that made again. Uh, I think we go downstairs out to the front door. Let's throw the maid in the box the, with the terrasque. Do it to the house from the outside. Yeah, good idea. Let's do it. <laughs> Wait on the terrasque is inside. We can't, we can't, we can't. Take the terrasque outside with yeah, you. Yeah, okay, take the terrasque with us. Were there any other large toys, like toys that would turn into monsters that would murder everything in there? Um, you want to dig through that box? Yes. Take all the things out of there that could murder. And bring them with us to the outside of the house. All right, just leave, like, the animals in there? Yeah. Okay. And the maid. Definitely leave the maid in. We go out to the outside. Are you ready, Grego? Yep. We lock the house. Okay. We unlock the house. Okay. We open it. Okay. Brianna? You don't hear anything. Does it sound like there's creatures upstairs? Any sounds at all coming from the house? No. I ready my maul and enter. Uh, okay, I ready my bow. What do I see? Just, uh, it's, everything looks normal in the house. I smash something. <laughs> to see if she comes? Yes. Something that doesn't look too expensive, but makes a lot of sound. All right. You destroy this table by the front door that had her face on it. Yeah. And Brianna comes around the corner and she goes, What are you doing? <laughs> you didn't respond when we yelled your name. I was, uh, like, rooms away. Well, you might want to clean this up before the master of the house comes back. I'm going to make sure you never get a babysitting job again in Gran Argetza. You city! I should have told him I would just babysit her. Well, this is what you get. I would have less mess to clean up. You need a broom. Wait, I think I saw a broom in the closet upstairs. No, there was nothing in the closet upstairs. Okay, you go get the broom. I'm going to stealth follow her. Hopefully it's in a closet. There's a closet, like, in the hallway you're in. She just opens it grabs okay, the Okay, I out. push her in the closet and try to close the door. I help. Seven. Twelve. All right, you got to shove her in the closet and close the door. Okay, we now we go to lock the door. All right, you lock the door. Okay, good. There's a lock on it. We unlock it. Okay. Open the door. All right. On the floor is a little Brianna action figure. It's holding a broom. I wonder what her last name was. Okay, let's try it again then. Let's uh, bring her back. All right, we do it again? Yep. Okay. All right, it's still an action figure. Let's take it to the trunk. Try it again. All right, you lock her in the trunk? Yeah. All right, it's take- still an action figure. <sighs> I cha- I'm hereby changing my name to, oh, I don't know. Zundeldor. Zundeldor. With an X. I'm changing it on my character sheet. Are you ready, Zerongo? I am. Let's try this again. I wield the key. Are you going in? No, I'm going to see if I can bring Brienne oh, back to life. because you start with an X now. Yes. Okay. Zerondo. Okay. Doesn't do anything. I go Wait, through the process. Put her in the chest. Put her in the chest. Lock, lock it. Lock, unlock it. it. Open it. Still an action figure. Damn it. Uh, put her in Xerxes' cage. And put with that Xerxes. with Xerxes, put the two of them in. Okay. And then do it. No, this could turn out like the fucking fly or something. Who knows? I'm ready. Treading some real dangerous territory I just here. Want Sammy back. You don't want Zeta back? Oh, yeah. And Zeta. <laughs> I want them both back, Zeta and Sammy. But Zeta's like but gone. But Brian could just die. <laughs> All right, we put Brian and Brianna. In Xerxes' cage. With a live Xerxes. Okay. In the chest. Close the chest. Okay. Use the key. Okay. Open it. All right. Xerxes is now a squishy toy. And they're all toys? Yep. We should leave him because no one might be back to feed him for a while. Let's leave him as a toy. Okay. What else, though? How else? I think we have to go in the closet, lock wait, ourselves wait, 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 in, and wait. see what happens. Before that, one last step before we do that. I'm terrified of that step, so at all costs. I go back down to the library, and I find the section on the key of ether and the ethereal plane, and I read up on it. What do I learn? Uh, the key of ether is not in this encyclopedia. 
the ethereal plane has like this one paragraph section that just says like uh, the ethereal plane is the plane that ties the material plane to all the outer planes and it overlaps them all the same way unlike the astral plane in the ethereal plane there's little light and gravity works differently it can be used to travel very fast in the material plane but it is very dangerous as there are monsters in there okay some things exist in both the ethereal and material plane like ghosts so if i want to go to the ethereal plane i have to travel through the ethereal wait <laughs> you know what i mean i don't know what you mean. the abstract plane what's the plane beyond <laughs> The astral plane? Astral plane. The yeah. abstract plane? That's where Picasso lives. Yeah. Can I go to the astral plane and survive? Do I become a god if I go to the astral plane? No. You become Zeus with an X. It's a good joke, but it's not true. Depending on how well equipped you are, you may become dinner. All right. Grendeldor, I have one more idea before we lock ourselves in the closet. I know I keep saying that, but... Let's, let's unleash a, a mountain-sized monster on this world? No, no, no. Because that's my idea. Let's put one scorpion from the bag of infinite scorpions in there and lock it and unlock it and see if it turns into a toy. Sure. All right. You're dumping one scorpion in the crate. And closing it really fast and locking it. A giant scorpion. A giant scorpion. And then unlocking it. All right. You dump a scorpion into the crate. Roll initiative. God damn it. Fifteen. Six. All right. The scorpion rolled a one, so. Slamming the crate shut? Yeah. And locking it? And locking it. Okay. And then unlocking it. Okay. And opening it. Rolling it? No, I was just joking. Uh, It is now just a little... You remember that, like, freaky factory that you, like, melted stuff and poured it in the thing and you made those, like, jelly scorpions? Yes. Does it sticky, too, if you, like, fling it? It's not, like, super sticky, but it's, like, sticky, like, gross. Like, you Mm -hmm. don't really want to touch it. Like, dirt gets stuck to it? Yeah. All right, I keep that. I throw that in my pocket. It's basically like a gummy bear that no, you don't you should, want to No, we eat. should just destroy it. Oh, yeah, because if we go in, it'll come back to life in my pocket. I yeah, do yeah. not put Let's that in my throw pocket. Throw it on the floor. And and cut just, its head off. And stomp on it. Yeah, yeah. Let's okay. crush it. Okay. Let's go feed it to the maid. Tell her it's a gummy worm. You can't. She's an action figure. <laughs> oh, shit. I forgot we did that. All right, I have to make a list of who we've got. We've got Brianna. Brie Ann, that's Brian, and Sammy. Those are all action figures. And then we are missing Zeta. All right, you ready to go in, Grungo? Yeah, I guess so. All right. Do you want to go first? Or do you want to go at the same time? Let's just both go in that closet at the same time. Should I have the mage hand do the turning of the key? Let's try it from the inside first. We try it from the inside of the closet. All right. The both of you get in the closet, close the door, lock the door. Unlock it. Sammy Stone Slinger. <laughs> Yo. You appear in a wasteland. Everything is gray. There's steam and smoke billowing from unknown places. You don't even really understand. The ground seems to be some very strange texture. It's very flat and gray. Is it kind of spongy? No, it's very hard. Okay. There is light coming from multiple directions, and they seem like strange light sources, like as if there were multiple suns through the fog. Okay. So I want to, I feel like I'm exposed in a weird place. There's something to duck behind while I gather my thoughts. There's nothing. Okay. Dig a hole in the ground and stick your head in it. Do I still have all my uh, st- equipment? Yep. Can you tell me? So the is it? It's all just flat, like a flat plane. You can't see very far. The the like fog is thick, but you can hear noises like toes scratching on concrete. Okay. Like toenails or claws. Then I have um, detect magic still cast. Yep. And I don't see anything magical. Nope. But I know that it's working because I can see my magical items. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I should find something that's not, that's, that's not just completely open. So I'm going to pick a direction 
and sneak in that direction. All the directions seem the same to me. There's noises coming from all directions. No, the noises are coming from one direction. The band? Yep. If I knew a song by them, I would tell you what it was. I don't either. Oh, the band One Direction. I thought you meant the band, like... Like the band. Yeah. And I was like, when did the, what did I miss? Um, I don't know if I should go towards that direction or away from that direction. I want to go like I'm flanking around that noise. Like a 30 degree angle? Yes. All right. Roll. You said you're sneaking? Yes. Roll me a stealth check. 22. Okay. You sneak on your tiptoes. You hear the sound getting closer and closer, but it seems like it's walking beside you. And then you see this shadow through the mist of something that is like four feet tall and walks on two legs and has a long tail that it's using to balance its larger head that seems to have like, you know how a pelican has like a big sack and then it has like a top mouth? Like Uh, a deep bill? Yeah, yeah. yeah, Like like, Like a waddle? So imagine it has like three deep waddle things, but they're not that deep, but like kind of like half as deep. But does it have a bill? Does it seem avian? Um, it does walk on two legs, but it has like that, like long tapering tail. Unlike a bird, it doesn't seem to have feathers. Are there arms? Uh, you don't see any, but you're also looking at just its like silhouette through like the fog. I guess I'll uh follow it. All right, roll another stealth check. Seven. Okay. You follow it for a little ways, and you realize there's not one, but three. So they each have one bill. And then one of them turns and looks in your direction, or maybe the exact opposite of your direction. You can't tell because it's a shadow, and forward and backward don't make any sense. And then it makes a noise that's kind of like... Then it starts charging at you. Roll initiative. Whoa. 21, baby. All right, what do you think is this distance you wanted to follow them at? Uh, how thick is the fog? It's got to be pretty close. It's pretty close. thick. I think you were like within 30 feet. I was going to say 30 feet. Okay. So you said there are light sources. Is it bright here, but there's fog, or did I have to use my dark vision to see anything at all? Oh, you have dark vision too. Uh, it's bright enough to see. Like You can tell you're not using dark vision, but it's not like a sunny day with fog. It's like fog in like a medium lit. Like, like imagine you had a humongous warehouse. Yeah, without the with lights at the seal, at the top. Yeah, but they're not, they're not like above you. They're like in different directions. It's hard to determine really where they're coming from because there's too many of them, so they kind of blend together into like just light around you. But you mm-hmm. can tell that there's light coming from something. Okay. Well, I'll, I'm gonna take the dodge action. Okay. Which what gives them disadvantage on their attack? Yeah. Roll. Is it the next attack on you? Until the start of my next turn, any attack roll made against me has disadvantage if I can see the attacker. All right. Give me another die 20. And I make dexterity saving throws with advantage. All right. As this thing emerges from the mist, I mean, like, you know, the mist kind of clears out. But you can tell that it's actually blue in color. And you can see it has little beady eyes above its big triangle looking mouth. Suck it. That's not even disadvantage. They're both fours. (laughs) That probably doesn't hit me unless it has a plus 11. And then another one charges at you from kind of the right side of that one a little bit. And then another one charges at you. Uh, 18. That hits me. All right. It does you 10 damage. Ouch. Chomping on you with these weird, like, hooked beak bits. And constantly making these noises. They're like, They've kind of surrounded you to a degree because they came at you from different sides, kind of. Okay. They're all three around me? Yep. I'm going to cast Thunderclap. Okay. Electricity's in the air. You can feel tension everywhere. Sammy Stone Slinger on the attack. Coming up to you with a thunderclap. It does affect everything within five feet of me. It makes a huge noise that can be heard 100 feet away. And each creature within five feet of me must succeed a constitution saving throw or take 2d6 thunder damage. All right. What's this throw against? Constitution 17. All right, roll your damage. Six damage. They're not knocked back or anything? Correct. All right. And you're not guarding anymore, right? Um, Right, but I, I'd like to move potentially. They're completely surrounding me. Uh, You can get out. You'll just take opportunity attacks. Okay, and I, I kind of do the thunderclap hoping to 
be able to tell whether or not it seemed to affect them. Because I, I have no idea how powerful these things are. Uh, it seemed like normally effective. They didn't seem like uh, they were not affected by it or anything. But they're not like running away and they're not like, we don't care about that puny damage. Uh, I'm not sure. One of them seemed less affected by it than the others, but you're used to there being mixed results on Thunderclap, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. All right, go ahead. That's my whole turn, I guess. All right, 21 hits you? Yes. A 13 hits you? No. A 15 hits you? It would, but I was definitely going to... It hits me, but I I should have used the cutting words. Uh Uh-oh. All right, one of them deals you 8, and a second one hits you... For 14. 14, jeez. I'm exactly half hit points. All right, it's your turn. I think these things are way faster than me, and I'm kind of effed. So I might just go ahead and... Don't worry, your friends are probably like a round or two behind you. Okay, I'm going to cast Psionic Blast as a fourth level spell. Okay. Psionic. In case you don't remember what that does, I unleash a destructive wave of mental power in a 30-foot cone, so each creature in the area must make a dexterity saving throw. On a failed save, they take 5d8 force damage, but it's 68 because I cast it at a higher level. And then they're pushed 20 feet directly back. Can I get two of them in that cone easily without incurring an attack of opportunity? Yep. Can I get all three of them? No. Okay. They weren't like, um, like a... 120 angle from each other from around you because they all came from the same side Mm -hmm. but that your left and your right ones were far enough apart that you're not going to get them in okay they're almost 180 degrees from each other but the one is in the middle cool so they make dexterity saves against 17 which were you trying to hit the two that looked like they were more affected before if that's possible is as long as the middle one wasn't the unaffected one yeah yes we'll say you're hitting the right in the middle right for your right Okay. 35 damage. Both of them shriek and their like, heads flail around and they fall on the ground on their sides. Okay, it also pushes them back 20 feet. And then their bodies slide back 20 feet. And they're prone. While they're laying on their side. And that's my turn. And then you hear the familiar sound of a crossbow. Roland? It hits you, Roland. And it thuds heavily into the side of the third one of these beasts. And it reels up and collapses on its side. Out of the mist, you see a giant shadow bearing over you. An eight-foot-tall monster! I I wait. Ready. I want to take up the dodge action. It steps close enough to you you can finally see it. It's an eight-foot-tall pink bunny holding an enormous crossbow. It's got one of those helmets on that's like the Vietnam helmet that's like green with like the green mesh on the top. And it's got like a band around it and there's like an ace of spades tucked in it that's like torn a little bit. He's got a bandolier that has a whole bunch of crossbow bolts shoved into it. He reaches over and he grabs the bolt out of the two-legged beast and he pulls it out and he goes, You're new around here, aren't you? And he slides it back into the bandolier. Fluffy? How do you know who I am? Oh... Fluffy, I got sent here from some key that uh, Zeta had. We were looking for you all day. You know Zeta? Yeah. He reaches down, puts his foot in the like foot part of the crossbow and cocks the crossbow back and resets another the bolt that he put in the bandolier. He takes back out and puts it back in the crossbow. And he goes, how do you know Zeta? We were hired to babysitter, my band and I. So you're doing a good job? I hope they are, because they let her send me to wherever the hell we are. Yeah, so babysitting doesn't usually involve going to the ethereal plane. Oh, that's where we are. Welcome to the ethereal plane. Do I know much about that? I'm going to roll a history check. 13. You know, it's gray and full of foggy smoke stuff. Hey, Fluffy, do you know how I can get out of here and back to the prime material plane? Yeah, did you bring the key? No. <laughs> I don't. I did. I Nope. Looks like we're out of luck. Dang. The one thing we can do is go to the base of the Zill. Eliminate them all and see if they have another key. 
Um, well, if you want to team up, I'm willing to go towards there with our brute violence, and then maybe we can do violence. I'm okay at it, but I think maybe we could do a better job if we use a little subterfuge here in the ethereal plane. It's constant warfare. I have someone I want you to meet, and I pull out Gormax. Gormax goes, oh, it's time to kill some ethereal marauders. Sammy, you already killed ethereal marauders. You didn't even tell me about it. <laughs> I thought you could see from, I'll keep them in my hand. Let's, uh, let's make our way towards the, the only structure that exists. Is there anything else here except for the Zill base? Fluffy says, I mean, the ethereal plane is very vast. There are many things here. Mostly it's just full of ghosts and stuff and things that want to kill you like these ethereal marauders. All right. Um, Gormax goes, let's crush one of their skulls first. All right. I, I cave in. I crush one. Gormax goes, ah, what I was made for. Skull crushing. No problem, buddy. There's nothing on them. If we search the marauders' bodies, they're just like animals. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. All right, Fluffy, uh, you lead the way, but I'd like to stop outside and do a little surveillance before we go in. Well, it's very difficult to find. Basically, we're just surrounded by chaos and smoke. Does the key always send people to the same place here? Like the same location in this plane? I don't know. It's got a lot of factors, I think. All I know is I've been here since the day I went in that chest. How long ago was that? I don't know. I don't really understand time. Because number one, I'm not even sentient in the material plane. Just a stuffed animal. All right. Lead the way, Fluffy. He's like, I think it's this way. But I get lost all the time. And I walk in circles a lot. There aren't really landmarks. It's horrible. All right. Hold on a second. And then I listen. Do I hear anything? Yeah, you hear some more of that shrieking that's maybe 120 feet from you. You hear some other large beast making some sort of cry. All right. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. I just want to uh, remind you that there's one more episode for this arc and one more arc before the end of the season. If you haven't checked it out, be sure to check out our website as well. It's bardicmysterytour.com. Also, Seasides and B-Sides. C as in Seashore is already out. It's uh, our latest album, and you can check it out on all the major streaming platforms. If you really enjoy our music and you really like our, our show, check out our Patreon. We love you. Gronaldor loves you. I cast Long Strider on myself. It lasts for an hour. Oh, wow. And then we go towards that big cry, I guess. Okay. Well, if he's like, oh, we're going this way. He takes an enormous leap. Oh, shit. I use my ring of jumping. <laughs> I follow him. You move like 120 feet around now, don't you? <laughs> uh, we had it worked out the one time, but it's some stupid amount. But my speed is now 35. You come through the fog, and there's a 12-foot tall armadillo surrounded by five of these ethereal marauders just biting at it. And it's going, no, stop hurting me. I want to cast Magic Stone. Powerful and slung on throne. Enchanted Magical Stone. And sling a stone at one of the marauders that's biting it. All right. So I make a spell attack. Armor class 12. Uh, that's a miss. Okay, I'll move closer to them. All right, uh, Fluffy goes, Zelda, what are you doing here? And he fires off a crossbow bolt. It slams into one of the ethereal marauders right in its neck and starts spewing out this black ooze. Then all of the marauders begin attacking Zelda. All right, bunch of them chomp large chunks out of Zelda. She screams, no, my flesh and bits, I need that stuff. It's your turn. All right, I'm going to use a, my next magic stone. It makes three when you cast it, so do it again. Armor class 14. That's a hit. Oh, nice. It does 2d6 damage. You're hitting the one with the bolt in it? Yeah. Four damage. 
All right, that one dies. Plus my spellcasting modifier. Oh, it's still damage. Still dead. Yeah. All right. It falls on its side. Fluffy takes aim. Fires a bolt into another one. It hits it in its back. They begin chomping at Zelda. A bunch of them take giant chunks out of Zelda. She makes some sort of frail noise and falls over on her side, bleeding profusely from all over. No. Not Zelda. Is it my turn? Sam's like, I've totally seen this before. Yeah, it's your turn. Um, I'm going to do my third magic stone. Add another one. I guess the wounded one again. Armor class 14. That's it. 10 damage. All right. That one also falls on its side and begins bleeding. And I move forward. Uh, how far away am I now? You're within 30 feet of them. All right, I'll stop there. I'm hoping that maybe they'll come attack me instead of chewing Zelda to bits. Okay. The remaining three turn and look at you and charge you. What's your armor class? 15? 15. 15. Uh-oh. The first one hits you for nine. The second one hits you for 12. The next one hits you for nine. Ooh, you're still conscious? I'm still conscious, but I have two hit points. Okay. It's your turn. I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on myself. I guess I'll do it as a fourth level spell. So I rolled 48, and I got 9 plus 5, so 14 hit points. Pretty good. Are you moving? No, I think I'll get chewed to pieces. All right. Fluffy fires another arrow. It hits one of them. They all chomp at you again. I'm going to do cutting words on... All right, we'll do that one first. My words could horrify you. My words will bring on strife When you said yourself against me My words will cut like a knife And the 13 doesn't hit you? Correct Alright, they all miss you You picked the right one to cutting words though Nice If it makes you feel better about yourself It does I'm gonna cast Cure Wounds on myself again as a third level spell Okay You're standing there still? Yeah. Buffy fires his crossbow. The third one falls to its death. The remaining two attack you again. I'm going to do cutting words on one of them. My words will cut like a knife. All right. Well, they both miss you again. You again cutting words the correct one. (laughs) Nice. All right. On this turn, I'm going to... I'm just going to dodge, and I'm going to wield Gormax and threaten them. Okay. They get disadvantage on attacks against Yeah, and then Fluffy's going to take them out. All right, sounds good. Fluffy fires another bolt from his crossbow. He hits one of the two remaining ethereal marauders. They attack you. Oh. um, The one bites the other one. Nice. The wounded one bites the unwounded one. The one that just got bit turns on its friend and bites it in the neck and it falls over dead. Oh, this is a bad strategic move, but it's time to use Gormax to smash this one. 19 armor class. That's a hit. Who has any idea how much damage this does? It's a Warhammer. If you're wielding it two-handed, it's a die 10. Six damage. You never identified him either, right? Oh, yeah, but you told me I okay. I treated it as a plus two. Oh, you already I, added? Uh, yeah, I rolled a four, and I have a mm-hmm. ten strength, so. You swing Gormax around. He says, Crushing Skulls is my name, so Crushing Skulls is also my game. And he slams into the side of the ethereal marauder, and you hear it cracking as its eye socket sinks in, and it falls on the ground, and its body is lifeless. Fluffy runs over to Zelda, and he goes, No, Zelda! And he... Sees her breathe her last. I want to run out. Oh, I can't get there before she's dead. I guess I could pretend like she rolled saves. You run over to save Zelda, but you're too late. 
No. I'm sorry, Fluffy. Fluffy says, I've been a long-time companion of Zelda as stuffed animals, not as a sentient being. This is the first time I've seen Zelda sentient. So, like, I'm not that broken up about it. All right. Well, how are you feeling, Fluffy? I'm doing great. This is just how it goes in the ethereal plane. Just slay these marauders all day. Let me clarify my question. Are you injured? No. Maybe we should take a rest. A short rest. Okay. Because I'm injured. Okay. Okay. All I can do is shoot this crossbow, so. All right, cool. We take a short rest. All right, I'll stay on watch while you rest. Okay, it takes an hour. An hour? Yeah, I thought it took 20 minutes, but I reread the book and it says an hour. All right. Unless you think, uh, uh, is it too dangerous? Will we, we be found within an hour? I don't know. Let's just keep on trucking. I'm just going to cast um, Cure Wounds on myself one more time. Okay. Uh, Why doesn't Fluffy just carry you while you rest? Three. Because it's not restful. Have you ever been carried around? Yeah, I mean, long time ago. You seeing this, Emily? All right, you roll cool. like four ones. What'd you do? I rolled two twos and one one. The first time when I cast as a fourth level, I rolled two ones, a two, and a five. <laughs> like <laughs> on D8s, it wouldn't have been so bad on like D2s, but let's say I'm flipping coins. I did okay. All right, we just keep on trucking. All right, you begin walking in a random direction since you were walking toward that noise. Yep. And then you hear, hello? 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 Hold on. Who are you? I, I walk towards it as I go. Who is that? All right. Through the fog, you see uh, Brian standing there being like, Sammy? Brian? I don't know where I learned your name, but. What are you doing here? Where is here? Oh, bud. Have a seat on the ground. And I offer him a cigarette. Okay. I offer Fluffy a cigarette. Oh, he lights it up too. Right, Fluffy's right. like. The taste feels like it's been years. And Brian goes, is that Fluffy? Yeah, I found Fluffy. What? Where are we? We're in the ethereal plane. What's the ethereal plane? I don't think we have time to explain it. Oh, we got to launch an assault against all of the Zill in the world. What? You can come with us and we'll, we'll try to watch your back. My stew's going to burn. Well, hopefully we can get back before that happens. I don't think it takes very long to burn stew. I don't know what to tell you we're at war. Your stew doesn't matter as much as it used to do. War? I'm not a warrior, I'm a cook. Take this. And I hand him my dagger, my silver dagger. Okay. He's like, I don't know how to use a dagger. Does he have his cleaver? Fluffy goes, the pointy end goes in the bad guy. (laughs) Are you otherwise unhurt? Yeah, just a beard in this weird... I think your friend stuck me in that chest... And then I was here in this weird smoky land. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that they would do. Why would they do that? You know? How did you get here? Well, that girl tricked me. What girl? Zeta. Zeta? Yeah. I think she doesn't have any idea that this chest sends people to their doom in this plane. She sent you here? I think that she doesn't understand the power she wields. She seems like a nice kid. Yeah, she's a pretty nice kid. We'll take that key off of her when we get back. What key? Some magical key she has. Also, I don't know if Sammy saw it. I think he just got in the trunk, and then she pulled out the key and locked it. I feel like it makes sense for me to assume, since I knew that the trunk was magical, that whatever else she did to it. Okay. And I heard her lock it, right? Mm, I guess so. Okay. It's iffy at what point you actually become ethereal. We're going to have a long talk with her when we get back. All right. About the consequences of our decisions. Okay. Nobody better than Sammy Stoneslinger to teach her. I hope my stew doesn't burn. All right, let's get moving. We gotta get back before your stew burns. All right, where are we going? Did you find any big tower full of zill? No, I just stood there and said hello until you showed up. Well, that's what we're looking for. Okay. A tower. You can't even see anything. There's just smoke everywhere. That's why we keep moving. Come on, stand up. What are you doing? I'm almost already standing. All right, then I start going. All right. You walk for another, like, few minutes, 10 minutes maybe, and then roll a perception check. Four. That's as low as I can roll. All right. Fluffy's like, you hear that? No, what? That whistling. I listen for what? Can I hear it now? No. I'm like, I can't hear it. Point me in the right direction. Let's walk that way. 
Then he looks up real quick, and this bag falls from the sky and lands on the ground with a loud thud. Jesus Christ, Zetas. It's a, it's a pillowcase that's, like, tied up, and it's oozing black blood. Huh. Um, I guess I'll look in it and see what's in it. <laughs> All right. Roll a constitution. <laughs> uh, 17. All right. You open it, and green light pours into your eyes, and you feel your body turning into rock. And you close the bag up real quick, and you focus on your cellular structure or something like that, and you've managed to fight off you turning into stone. Jeez, bud. This is a dangerous place. Fluffy's like, I told you. War is hell. Brian's like, what's in the bag? Don't look in it. It's Do I know? Yeah, roll I do a, a history check. 29. Yeah, you saw it quick enough, and uh, you've heard the stories of a Medusa. Don't look at it. It's a Medusa's head. If you stare at it, you'll turn to stone. Brian's like, what kind of... Who would just throw bags with Medusa's heads in it, people? That's why we got to get out of here, man. Oh, my God. I tie the pillowcase in a knot, and I sling it over my shoulder and take it with me. All right. Who would throw a bag with a Medusa head in it at someone? Is Sammy doomed to die in the ethereal plane? And what became of Flo and Grundledore? Find out next time on Bardic Mystery Tour. Joe is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. Bardic Mystery Tour is recorded at Looking for Group Pittsburgh. Looking for Group Pittsburgh is a land center in the Brookline neighborhood of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. If you're in the area, stop by for games, co-working, or events. Find more information or schedule your next party at lfgpgh.com.